Shut up. The footy's on Triple M. Now on Triple M footy. Too strong, too good. This is the midweek rub. This could be the game of the year. How do you like those apples? Triple M rocks footy. Uh, yes, this is Triple M Footy's midweek rub. It's the finals edition. How good is finals footy? Beautiful spring day in the air today, and we can't wait to dissect all the action and all the news. And as always, I look to my left and I have my two men here, Dale Thomas, Damien Barrett, Daisy. Got the golf kit on. You're pretty keen to get out there today. What Sun's a nice come day. up, Joey. I've got, uh, what is it, about 90 minutes till the first tee at Royal Melbourne. <laughs> so if we could uh, produce a really good show, but just make sure it runs to time, that'd be great. <laughs> and I welcome you, Damien Barrett, again, as always. But uh, we're here today and we're missing our third colleague, we Wayne Carey. Wayne Carey, yeah. As we know, uh, Joey, and, and this is the statement from Triple M, that Wayne Carey and Triple M have agreed for Wayne to be relieved if he's on our duties pending an internal investigation being conducted following an incident at Crown Burswood in Perth. And... That's where that situation is, and uh, it means that today, for this uh, Wednesday midweek rub, we're joined by How a very special person. And we are going to drill into this man, but he's taken off the subs vest. He's been warming the bench for us. He's just going to come in for his debut in a big final. We welcome Ross Lyon. Hello, Rossy. Hey. Welcome to be here, boys. Look, every dark cloud has a silver lining, and I'm it. That's our pleasure today to have you, and I tell you what, aren't you in the papers again, Rossy? Oh, we, don't worry about footy classified. We've got all the yeah. hard-hitting questions oh, coming what, up. What do you got? On this boys. show, we'll get to that after the break. But can we uh, wait that long? Can we? Or you want to no, get no, straight no, into we it? We'll wait. We'll wait because we need to hit up Daisy. You, you're doing the red carpet for the brown light. I am. Are you really? Yeah. yeah. M. Friedman and I have got the gig for Channel Seven hosting wow. the uh, red carpet arrivals, the Virgin Runway. I think it will be called this right. year. So exciting stuff! All the hard hitting questions I'll have. What are you wearing? Who are you dressed by? And Good to I'll see just... your career blossoming. Yeah. Oh. Thank you, Ross. Let's uh, uh, have a professional <laughs> working alongside you and Emma Friedman. She's a pro. She's the very best. So she'll carry you for sure. <laughs> and, and please tell. Tell me you're not going to do that carousel you did. Not you personally, but Channel 7 I'm, many, many years ago. I'm not sure. Obviously, Channel 7, a great network. I thought it was a nice initiative. So whatever they tell me to do, I'll Correct be doing. Correct me if I'm wrong, eh? Aren't you from the Trove Valley? <laughs> yeah, and Bogan. Uh, West Gippsland. I, love, I just love what footy can do for people <laughs> and the opportunities given. See, Come yeah, a long that's, way. That's the beauty of it. Well, obviously, you know, Ross at some point did say I was the greatest player of all time. He I think did. it was the direct quote or yeah. something around that. Yeah. You've still got it written up on your, your bedroom. I still have it written up. You obviously work a lot with Joey, though, and as when he was a player, a very, um, very much a student of the game. Yeah. Correct. And since, Joey, yeah, he's a footyologist. And yeah. since then, go, doing some great things in the media and, you know, really oh, taking everywhere. a fine tooth comb to it. He's Eddie everywhere. Do you he's reckon everywhere. sometimes he gets it wrong? Oh. The talk about this game being a shootout because they are the one and two teams in the competition doesn't stack up because in the last five final series, only one game have had two teams kick 80 points or more. So it's some sort of shootout. So what will happen is defence will come important. So this is Joey talking about Brisbane and Richmond to open the seat, uh, the, the finals on Thursday night. I sat there, Ross. 17 lead changes. Both teams kicked 1,000 points. Do you admit sometimes your favourite son gets it wrong? Clearly. That's absolutely. I, you know, I taught him the numbers don't lie, Joey. Over a season, mate, the numbers were telling us shootout was coming. I should have backed in the numbers, Daisy, but I had this thing that surely in a final, one of them was going to defend to some extent. And neither of them defended at all. I was listening to you. Do, I, I was listening to you do that on AFL 360, and you convinced me. I started rolling out that stuff. So I went down with the ship. So uh, there you have it. That's why I've got to trust the numbers. You're right. I 
How many I've winners did you tip, Joey, last? Just the two. Oh. Actually, we'll get into that. We'll see who got. We all had different tips. We'll figure out who got the most. Did you get two or three? I got two. Two as well? Well, I got I got three, but the published Triple M ones, I don't know who did it. They put me down for the, the Bulldogs when I actually said they can win but won't. You, so you tip free now. Yeah, so I got three. Sydney was Sydney. I got Sydney. I missed the Tigers and, and Brisbane, actually. Yes. So. Yeah, well, yeah, typically you've been a Bulldogs man. <laughs> No, that's not true, Ross. <laughs> uh, yeah, very good. Thanks well, for asking, Joe. I got three. <laughs> who, who are you doing your tips for? We're talking about Foot, Footy Classified, oh, Channel oh, 9. Yes, sorry. A yeah, different medium, the radio, Joe, but it still counts. I was in bed when you were on. Oh. <laughs> 9.30, you go to bed. Nah, you got good. it wording last week because Eddie wasn't hosting it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I actually – a lot of people make that – you know, cast that dispersion over here. No, no, it's just it, a fact. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, cast that fact. But I love it because I just get in there with Caro and Eddie and oh, me and Lordy check and just roll. <laughs> we just roll our arm over. <laughs> well, don't worry about uh, Eddie and Caro because after this, we want to get stuck into Damo's news and it's going to centre on the big news today, the Bout oh, Ross line and the huge. Bombers coaching role. Dale Thomas is like Mike Parkinson. He's going to get in there. And, is that right? I don't know. Yeah, that'll be. Ask all the hard-hitting questions. We'll take our first break. We'll be back with Damo's News. This is Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub. This is the Midweek Rub. Should we go Melbourne (laughs) and take it out the front? (laughs) Triple M Rocks Footy. This is Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub. Damo, time for your news, and we have to start with the man joining us today, Ross Lyon and the Essendon coaching situation. Yeah, well, I see Sam McClure's name in a a print article, Joey, an online article, and and I... Take it as at face value. It's, oh, he's a very good journalist, as good as there is. So when I see him with a byline saying Ross is out of the Essendon job, and fortuitously for us, Ross mm. is now with us today. You're out, Ross. You're not coaching yeah, the boss. Yeah, I am. Look, I um, remember a perfect match, Dexter. Yep. The machine. I, used to, I got hold of Dexter. I put all the information <laughs> in, <laughs> and it came out as a match 38%. <laughs> Not a perfect match. So, so it's not you. It's so them. I said Josh Marnie the email and went, I'm out. <laughs> so why? Because you were <laughs> going why. to be a consideration. No, but okay. So you being out of the process, does that totally rule you out of being coach? I say that. Is there a possibility? I would think so. Is there a possibility though they may not require no, no, you no, to have, go through no, a process? Look, uh, it was really simply, which I did comment the week before on footy club. There was a, a lot of really generous words from some people I respect and obviously Lee Matthews carries a lot of weight in the game. So that that was nice. I spoke about and it got misinterpreted a bit like there was no confusion with what Essendon was doing. I was aware they were getting their ducks in a row but I spoke about my confusion internally because it's been two years. I hadn't generated anything. I've got no manager. I'm not out there stimulating. Hadn't spoken to anyone but there was all this swirling around me and it just does stir up a lot of emotions inside because I coached you know, 305 grand finals and um, grand finals. <laughs> That's so, a bloody good well, record. Every week, wasn't it? That was a slip <laughs> in the tank. No <laughs> yeah. Every week, yeah. Let's go with yeah. the three anyway. <laughs> yeah. every, every week's a grand final, right? Otherwise, you don't get there. So yeah. that's about right. So it just stirred up a lot of emotion. That's a person I've sort of locked away, to be honest, thank God. And, um, you know, so then when Josh, there was a missed call on Sunday night, check the message bank. Josh Money, and then I just texted him and said, look, I'm really busy tomorrow with work. It was a property group. Um, I always get that in. I'll, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll call you after 6.30. So I rang him 6.30 um, Monday night, and we had a discussion. 
And off the bat, I just said, look, I don't feel it's the right fit for me. Can you just explain what it is? And he was really good. Really simply, they're going to have about five or six candidates, at least two steps, maybe three. But the first step I wouldn't be in. I think that's for guys that hadn't coached before. There's some hurdles for them to jump. And I think they narrowed down for them. And the second round would be like a couple of hour presentation or two hours with a presentation um, how you connect with players, sort of build that relationship, and what your first thirty. Why, why don't hang, you want to go through? It hang on, first thirty Sorry. days look like. Yep. Um, I'm trying to chew up the time here, and then <laughs> I said, "Oh, look, send me through the steps." And it was an NDA, and I thought about it for an hour and a half, and then I just emailed him back. I said, "Thanks for the call. Um, I have no desire to take it any further." And why is that? I know you can't summarize maybe everything yeah, you're going no, through, well, you but in the, in the, yeah. for this purpose of if this they, conversation, if they, why? If they approached it differently, though, would that uh, have been a different outcome in terms of we want you, you're our can guy? Can we just get the why, though, first, though, Dave? Hang on. I, I, I can't articulate the why. Despite just, them wanting you. Sometimes it's just some the incident was it wasn't vibing. There was no vibe. If it was a chips-in approach, would that have changed it? In terms approach? of a chips in, in terms of they ring you, say, mate, we want you to coach. Style. Stick, stick your yeah. process up your wherever you well, want to stick it. Look, I, I had a little bit of, um, uh, you know, they do background. A lot of, um, what, what do you call it, due diligence actually came, came to me. People reached out and they might have had Essendon connections and people that were supportive with Essendon backgrounds of me applying and they just tried to soothe those waters. A little bit to understand it. I think it's complex. and I, But ultimately, I think you're right. You need absolute backing. And really on the surface, I didn't feel that that was probably possible. So therefore, what's the point? So just to put a line on it and so that we don't have to subject you to, to this type of question, because I know you, you love it. Is there any way that if Essendon goes through its process and then comes back to you and no, says, no, 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 okay. no way. So, so this, this is out it, out. 100% I'm out. a million percent out. Okay. There but you go. out of the Essendon job, not necessarily out of coaching full well, stop. We're only talking so, about Essendon, aren't we? Yeah, we yeah. are right Well, now. last year I had a wonderful offer in yeah. hindsight mm. when I spoke to Chris Scott. I said, I should have taken it. Um, but, you know, they offered me a role last year, but it was just too difficult. When you spoke to Chris Scott? Yeah, because yeah. last year, you know, like, him and Steve Hocking, that was a wonderful opportunity. And I said, mate, you don't need the headache of me coming down. So To work as, as a senior oh, yeah. assistant to Chris. Well, yeah, there was a role. They said we could create it for whatever you think your strengths are and how we could work it and we'll make it work. But um, it was just too difficult. And let's be honest, you love the Triple M family. You love all the boys at Triple M. You this? can't leave us. Seriously. That's what it the is. Sunday rub. I, you can't well, leave I don't us. want to espouse our ratings any more than we already have. But uh, <laughs> I love that experience. It's been good for me to get the other side of the fence. Um do you like us more now? Oh, I never disliked anybody. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> Speaking of the other side of the fence, yeah. Damo, the other, news, the other news of the last 24 hours has been that the new TV rights deal. Can you just take us through that? Yeah, massive deal. Just massive numbers. $4.5 billion, Joey. There's cash and contra in that. And the contra is always interesting reading when it flushes out. But ultimately what it does do, and you can talk numbers all you like, it, it gives the game, and I'm not just talking about AFL, but the game of Australian rules the, the, the um, security that no other sport is going to have now for nine years. And, and there's so many things you can do with that period of time. And I think that's the key. Yeah, 70 odd million a year it. extra. It's extra, a, yeah. Gillian McLaughlin for a long time has been a spouse as the best deal maker. Richard Gorda said to me personally, he's the best deal maker I've ever come across. 
And he's delivered his spades again. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, they might have taken unders when it comes to streaming and whatnot. Who, who's to know that at, the, at this point in time? But the nine-year duration, two years of the current deal, so nothing will change for the viewer for 2023 and 24. It's when it kicks in in 2025 all the way through to 2031. And, and what they can do with development, what they can do with Tassie now, mm. it allows them to go down that with confidence, with money behind Because it. there's a lot of infrastructure needed for the AFLW's being Absolutely. enormous and needs infrastructure and a lot of threats of competition in alternative sports. So you're great. It gives us a great platform. Confidence yep. levels in Tassie going ahead now? Because we've spoken a lot about this at Nauseam and it's certainly waned the confidence levels. Given Gill's still on his farewell lap, this is that was the big lap he did yesterday, <laughs> or, the, or three-quarters completion of the lap, farewell you lap. You reckon that'll be part of it? That's part of it. Yep. Yeah, it's part of it. He, he won't go until he gets this across the line And do you think now. it should come in, Domo? Uh, financially, no, but uh, historically and emotionally, yes. And that's where they're now headed down the path of, to right the wrongs of, of taking Tassie out of the system for some time. And just do, last... Do you disagree? Yeah, you? no, no. Yeah. I'm just, I was just yeah. interested. I mean, you're more across it than me. I think it's produced great players. Yep. They, they've got their developments. I think the Tassie kids are back in the under-18s. Well, they're playing. in the preliminary final this well, weekend, the Tassie under-18. So there is some talent there. How yeah. that was ever allowed to dissipate, I'll never know. And... Uh, Gradually, everything's we, – we want to produce great players, and, and they, they deserve it. You know? And lastly, before we go to the break, Damo, just some updates from Tigerland. They've had their exit meetings. Yep. The big guns will all be there next year. They will be, and we can just only take Damien Hardwick at his word, can't we, Days, with how he keeps saying that Dusty will be there. So I still feel there's a conversation in trade period on that. But Hodgson, <laughs> I was going to ask, does that mean yeah. trade radio? You're still going to talk about Dusty? Uh, Joey – until trade period is closing on that Wednesday, which is three Wednesdays after grand final, <laughs> and that, to talk about. I still think it'll be talked about, and, and trust me, it will be. Um, but Cochin and Revold have agreed to to go around again, and, and and look, certainly from Revold's perspective, I mean, right to the very end, he kicked two crucial goals in that last quarter, and Cochin had a really good second half of the season. wasn't great in the final, but you know, you allow him a, a game out, don't you? I think Cochin's a big one in terms of keeping Dusty as well. That's the way I read on it. That yeah. we obviously know how close they are in terms of family and. And whatnot. And so if, if he was to be pushed out the door to some extent with the talk of who they're chasing in a trade period, I think that may have maybe just asked a few more questions if Dusty Martin was thinking about it or entertaining it. And they no longer have to be the players they have been, but they can still play an important role, especially if they get Taranto and maybe someone else in that side. They can have an important role to play to help Richmond get back towards the top four for next season. Hey, we'll take a break because I want to drill down into the sharp minds of Dale Thomas and Ross Lyon. Some of the hard-hitting questions about this week's finals – and how the teams can get the job done. That's next on Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub. This is the Midweek Rub. Damo, if you were playing against North Melbourne or West Coast, how many touches do you reckon you could get? If you well, played in the one. Would so. it be a kick-in? <laughs> it, could, it could be. Triple M Rocks Footy. This is Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub, and we want to take a bit of a deep dive into these two finals. I'm going to fire some questions at Daisy and Ross. Give us your first thoughts, and we'll start with the Melbourne v Brisbane semi-final. On Friday night, the first question around the ruck situation with Luke Jackson and Max Gorn. Are you comfortable with where it sits, Rossi, or do you think Max Gorn should go back to being the number one ruckman and play majority in the ruck, or do you like him forward? I like him in the ruck, Joey. That was that <laughs> simple enough. You asked yeah, for succinct look, answers in the break. You know, that think, was as succinct as you guessed. I can't. But uh, nah. look, he's number one ruckman. It's high stakes. Maybe he's been recovering from that ankle injury. Oh, yeah. You know, but I, I think he's ready. Oh, I was live at that game. They weren't too far away Melbourne. But Hickey, he, he was best on the ground. But he did it against Collingwood as well. 
considering what they're coming up against now this week with um, Oscar McInerney not playing as well, I think you've got to put him in straight in the middle there. They can get clear dominance in and around the footy, not just from his in-close ruck work, but if Brisbane are going to try and run tags and run players alongside because they know they're going to be losing the hit-outs like they did on the weekend, Lockie Neal was just sharking, you can start with Max to really get it outside the bubble. Yep. Over the top, forward, get some real ascendancy there, get field position, and we know Brisbane Lions can't really defend, so that's a long way to win the game. Yeah, and and they are a centre-bounce team as well, the Lions, and rely on clearance. We know that. Take that off them. What about, Ross, if you're Chris Fagan? So put your coach's hat on because he's still got that coach in you there. Melbourne (laughs) have have got a hold of Brisbane twice. Melbourne have got a hold of Brisbane twice this year. They've beaten eight of the last ten. From a psychological point of view, how does Chris Fagan address the Melbourne situation, the elephant in the room, to his playing group? Well, or does I think he not? specifically he continues in the same vein as how he prepared them for against the Tigers in a home final. Like the the narrative was strong. We're, we're all heaping pressure on him. We're all watching. So really, we know past results count for nothing. He did really well in firming up. This is what we do when we play well, and he he had footage of it. And I think, and then. But then you've got to say, well, what have they done to us? And then give them the solution. Yeah, they've done that, but we're doing this. We've done that. And, and give solutions so they walk out affirmed, this is what our best can do, and we've got solutions for what they've been throwing at us. So should Chris Fagan stick to what Brisbane have done most of the year, or do you think as a coaching group they need to do something different specifically against Melbourne? They've got to review those two games and figure out what has been different to every other game. They're Greatest losing margin outside those two 58 and 64-point losses is 14 points to Fremantle. Mm. So for the rest of the year against every other team, what you've done, although you've leaked scores, has been really sound. So you have to figure out what it is specifically about Melbourne and how you're moving the ball or not moving it and then how you're allowing them to move it. Make it easy for him, Dace. What does he do? I would would be saying that you don't have to go and try and kick 100 points. I think you could back yourself in to try and be more stingy defensively because Melbourne don't and have shown that they don't hit the scoreboard as aggressively as other sides. And then in doing that, connect the field. Look what Geelong did to Melbourne down at uh, GMHBA Stadium earlier in the year. If you just kick it long down the line, they're going to lap that up. Chip it through the 50 to 70 metre arc, be aggressive with that kick, and then from there roll to a dangerous space where they can't come off second and third man across. Which suits Brisbane's style. They are a kick and overlap team through the midfield. They've got to change their entries because they've been long and they'll dominate. And you can't get bashed and dominated in the first. If you can, Melbourne want to really blow you on the first quarter, and that Sydney hung on and hung on. And then if you get them to the end, they're in trouble. There's Zip and 11 at the MCG, and I know we're not allowed to talk about because Fags listens to the show, but there's Zip and 11 <laughs> at, the, at the MCG. So that tells me, use the width. You're not exploring the full size of the okay. ground. The MCG is bigger than any other ground. If you can't play it, do something different. Don't try and play it like a gabber. Use the width, change an angle, make Melbourne defend for longer, and then you'll find pockets of space going forward. They made the last story out of that game, Christian Petrarca mm. and the broken leg. Yeah. The hairline fracture. Now, I'm no medico, but uh, it's the non-weight-bearing bone in the leg, so let's factor that in. But I, I just can't get my head around that someone could go into a game with a broken leg, um, and the club telling us that the corky in the calf of the same leg is more of a problem. Um, look, he's going to play. Well, it's, I think five played out must have been a hairline fracture. Yeah. I, 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 I played, I've had a hairline played, fracture. Scotty Pendlebury had a Scotty Did Pe- you break his leg? Yeah, Can you did you slide in? Run down tackle from behind, actually. But I, I, I played I, with Dame. See, I played with the hairline fracture for about three or four weeks. Same sort of tough. thing. Is this uh, late in the career, or? Uh, yeah, this was under Alan Richardson, I'm pretty sure. And, you know, with some cortisone, you take yeah. away the pain, you're actually okay. Really? It's not as bad as it, yeah, it sounds. Yeah. yeah. Look, Joey played with high 
threshold pain levels. So hopefully Petrakis can step up. But <laughs> you'd play him out of the square if you had to. If he's yeah. not quite right midfield, gee, permanent forward. And that's been – they've been struggling. Just quickly, is this an opportunity then for Brisbane to maybe tag and go after Clayton Oliver? They brought in Devin Robertson who did the job on – was doing a yeah, job I on Prestia. It. You reckon yeah. go after Oliver? Yeah, I liked it. Then he went to Cochin because Cochin yeah. was, was – yeah – because you can't just keep going the same thing because the players are not done. Well, we've done this every time you ask us. So they're tweaked it. I think, yeah, get after one. Yeah, right. What about the other game? Collingwood Fremantle on this Saturday afternoon. This is going to be a beauty. First question I like to throw at you both. Who are you taking? Which three? Darcy Moore, Jeremy Howe, Braden Maynard, or Alex Pierce, Brennan Cox, Luke Ryan? Which three of those, the, the, the back three of both defences? Well, Who are you I, taking this take weekend? Well, I'm going to take boys, really. Lukey Ryan, when I got sacked, he was around there quite late. Luke <laughs> so and, he, and he Coxie and, and Piercy. So, and they're, they're, they're all super talented. Luke that, Ryan yeah. didn't defend when he was under you. That's the reason you got sacked, but you still take him. You're a loyal man, Ross. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, I'll go with the pies then. Yeah, I think Darcy Moore and just the point of differences that he brings along with Howe, they're very different. And Maynard, was he the... The third? Yep. Yeah, I'll take the three pies, boys. What, what I love about the six, right? Only one of them actually plays on anyone, which yeah, is Alex Pierce. <laughs> right. So whoever gets Alex Pierce, you're in a lot yeah. of trouble. Ross, is there any possibility for Collingwood? They were awesome last week. Their pressure from start to finish, and then it didn't go their way, so they've lost a close one. Is there any possibility of a letdown with that the energy and effort they put in last week yeah. to then try and rebound again? Unlikely, but there's an element. They've been so – every week I think they – whoever's – their conditioner and their prep and mentally, they're getting to the line just full of beans. And they went from the start to the end. And it was a little bit like the the grand final of the draw. The Saints come from 21 down, gave it everything, and then collapsed. And we didn't get up. And, and Collingwood, sometimes your, your, your energy levels or your mental fatigue, there, there is a point. We saw it with the Bulldogs halfway through the grand final yeah. last year. And Collingwood have been incredible and we admire them. I was going to say we love them, but I have to check myself here. <laughs> and so I, I think there's an element of risk. And the Dockers, a young group that got through their nerves, they'll, they'll be thinking we can do anything. They, they, and they've got real capability if you let them play their way. Is it a danger game for Collingwood? Oh, they're all danger games yeah. if you're a chance to lose and you're done. I just think the messaging from Craig McRae post-match when he was talking about the players laying on the ground instantly just shifts the focus. That's not winning behaviour. That's what losers do. We didn't lose today. We, we lost the game, but we were behaving like losers. And the culture they're building there is winners only. Um, I think that's an instant mind shift for the players who were maybe thinking, geez, how hard done, how hard done were we? And we could have been in a prelim. I think that changes it. And I think with Collingwood this year, we have to almost take them on trust now. When you talk about DNA, you talk about brand, you know what you're going to get. It's not just a five-week sample size. This has been the better part of the entire season. We've been thinking that have a letdown from about round 11. Yeah, yeah, well, we've all been waiting come, for it, it and it hasn't yeah. come. But so I think it, Adams is a big loss. And, yeah. and the Freo midfield, I think, is better than Collingwood. All right. Well, what about Mason Cox then? Just quickly, last one before we do look into the game. Uh, he only played less than 50% game time. They had Nathan Kruger after a long injury as the sub is there any chance that maybe Craig McRae goes with Kruger and maybe goes a bit smaller? No Mason Cox? Scares me Kruger as a player. I like what he does, but he's kamikaze. He just comes out and he <laughs> takes three or four of any player, doesn't give her stuff what jumper is. that what you is. want in a final? You don't want him in your team. No, Bomber no. Thompson <laughs> never used to play blokes that would well, it, hurt, exactly hurt like, the stars. Like. Think of all the times he's knocked himself out or gone kamikaze, and I think you stick with Mason Cox. I think he's done a really good job playing that backup role. 50% game time is obviously pretty low, but so I think you, you stick with him and you never know. Maybe you can flick the switch like he did in I Richmond. I thought he did some good things last week. Not a, I thought he took some good contested marks, composure with the ball. I love Ollie Henry. I, 
he's a, you know if there was an opportunity to bring him in, he kicked four against the Dockers. Last time over mm. there. So. Coming off as a sub. Mm. I think the good thing about Mason this year is that you're not so much focused on the things he's doing badly because there's less of them. He yeah. actually has some well, moments. He's not playing of, forward anymore. Yeah, right? but he actually has some <laughs> moments where you look and go, oh, okay, that sort of makes sense rather than, geez, what are we doing? We're one down in the forward line. And he's a big game player. So his best games mm. have been in finals mm. and helped call him to a grand final. So I would stick with him. Uh, brilliant. Rossi White and Daisy will take a look at the games in a bit more of a deep dive. Who will win and why? That's coming up next on Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub. This is the Midweek Rub. Brendan Bolton took the buffets off the option and you just had a set menu to pick ah, from. Oh, took all the, the fun purpose. out of it. Then we'd walk down to 7-Eleven and get 300 bucks worth of chocolate. <laughs> Triple M Rocks footy. This is Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub and we want to get stuck into these two huge games this weekend. Starting with Friday night, second semi-final, Melbourne v Brisbane, MCG 750. I'll come to you first, Damo, because... Speaking about Brisbane, Daisy mentioned it before. They've lost their last 11 at the MCG. Mm. We know Melbourne are in their heads. Yep. Is this going to be some sort of win against all odds if they can pull this off? It'll be one of the great Brisbane Lions wins of all time, inclusive of their uh, three premierships of 2001, 2 and 3. And I, and I say that seriously. If Chris Fagan can go from being the, the 1 and 5 finals record of last week to miraculously knock off Richmond last week against the odds and then to then break another hoodoo coming to the MCG to win. I, I know what you said before, Daisy, and, and, and I, I reckon it was a great um, contrast to what they've done for the rest of the year against Melbourne. Just, I, I, strangely enough, think they're a sneaky chance in this because I, I still am looking at Melbourne as the team, Ross, that went four and six after round 10 this year. I'm not looking at them as the Premier no, of last I year and the first 10 I wins I couldn't agree year. more. Their numbers, I tipped Sydney last week, their form over a long periods been ordinary. Yep. Um, and then, I mean, you don't want to take it away, but you go back, you look at the Bulldogs, how do they defend? And what happened in that grand final? Well, 21 points down, and then they got hold of the ball. And the Bulldogs just don't defend over a long period of time. So, mate, and then in their first 10 wins, they hardly played anyone in the eight. So, I think once you really drill in, they're, they're not the team. A formidable that, team. Not the dynasty team mm. we thought they were going to be. And that, a young Sydney emerging team got hold of them at the MCG. So, I still think they've got enough capability, though, to get it done against Brisbane. Brisbane interstate record's poor. MCG record poor. I think they rely on... Neil got a free swing last week. I don't think he'll get that room to move. And the ruck, you know, Gorn gets back in there, gives them first use. You're pretty sure James Harms will go to Lockie Neal? And then would you bring Tom McDonald in? We had this chat last week. The no, no, just still on that, I reckon they might start with Brayshaw still. Still Brayshaw, Do yeah. Right. If it's not working, claim it. Just, just yeah. from a coach's point of view, so obviously you're Chris Fagan and Simon Goodwin. Simon Goodwin knowing you've got the wood over this side. Do you plan for all sorts of weird things to come up in different ways they're going to throw it at you? Because... If you're Fagan, you'd be stupid to roll in and just produce what you've done in the first two games and get beat by 10 goals again. Yeah, but it's hard to dramatically change. You know that. How you play is how you play. So I think they're going to have to tweak entry, look for support for Neil. Um, and Melbourne will go, well, we won the contested ball. Our entries, we have more entries. Maybe we stop, excuse me, <laughs> going to the pocket and go to the top of the square. If they don't tweak their entries, it brings in Harris Andrews and those guys again. The key to it, from a Brisbane perspective, will be Joe Danner. How do they get him in the game, Joey? Well, I didn't mind him going into the ruck. It I helped. think it freed yeah. him up. Mm. So if they're going to bring in Darcy Fort, which we believe they will, they have to. I yeah. would play Joe Danaher as the second ruck and just get him involved in the game early. Let him even drift forward. Maybe take some midfield. Even start if he doesn't him, like start it. him in there yeah. and just yeah, let him yeah. drift. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love yeah. it. He's two hundred. Yeah. Easy place to get a kick, right? And they looked a bit. It did, and they looked a bit more dangerous and a bit more dynamic with only the two tours. Whether it was McStay and Hitwood, um, Charlie Cameron, I think is going to have to have a big game if they are to win. 
Um, you're going to get Zach yeah, and Bailey Hubert and Rainer. Yeah, goes to him yeah, and yeah. squashed him the last couple. Yeah, so I don't mind it. I, look, Brisbane for me, I know you sort of thought the opposite. I think Brisbane probably have to try and make it a bit of a shootout. Almost in, entice Melbourne to play a bit of an uncontested game and almost back their offense to be better than Melbourne's yeah, to give themselves But the problem a is, like, Melbourne got hold of Sydney a bit, but their defense held up. That's right. And the pressure on the ball. So I'm not sure. The numbers tell us Brisbane defense, Sydney went in being number two defense over the last six weeks. So Brisbane's defense won't stack up, will it, Ross? You know no. that you're the defend, defensive coach. It's not going to work. If Joe Danaher goes into the ruck and through that midfield, you have to use him. You have to pretty much go exclusively through him going forward. And that might mean on long down the line kicks, he positions up on the line of the wing, more corridor. Because if you just bomb yeah, it like down it. the line, yeah. you've got to do something yeah. different to bring him into the game and use him because otherwise it's just a waste and those Melbourne defenders will give them a touch-up for what it's worth. I think that will happen. I think we see it again that Melbourne give them a, a decent little yeah. clip. As much as I think Lions can win, I, I don't think they will. I, I, sorry, I, I'm not tipping them to do so. Yeah. And as such, Melbourne for me, anyone Who different? side? No, I'm Melbourne. Whose yeah. side of the draw? You'd like You'd like to be on Sydney's side of the draw, wouldn't you? Right now. I think yeah, so. Sydney, Sydney or Geelong, Sydney, you go, oh. Or go to, go to the SCG and play the Swans. But I think, no, I think we all, if we're trying to make a case for Brisbane, I think we're all confident Melbourne <laughs> yeah. get the job. May, was, May is in unbelievable form. He's going to be a brick wall. Their midfield's too deep. Bat's too deep. And they'll get enough entry and enough ball in their front half to score, and they'll score against Brisbane and beat them. All agree? Yep. What about the second game? Saturday night, 7.25, the first semifinal, Collingwood v Fremantle. We touched on the Pies, their gallon effort last week, just couldn't get over the line against the Cats. Can anyone see Fremantle causing an upset? Yep. I'm you tipping get, Fremantle. You're tipping, tipping Fremantle, Fremantle Damo. Yep. Tipping Why? Fremantle. I like what they did last week against in adversity. Uh, I, I love the game of Sarong. I thought that was extraordinary. Brayshaw obviously came with him. I like their backline. To your point, with I love what Pierce has done this year. The acting captain. I feel there's enough in the ruck to to win that part of the ground too. With Darcy, so good last week. H- hadn't been good in the back like like six eight games, but I think we're really good in his final. Is it a simple, Ross, if Fremantle can absorb Collingwood's pressure and find a way to handle it, that they are in this contest? 100%. I, I couldn't agree more. Their midfield, I think, is equivalent or stronger. And no doubt they've got the better ruckman. The, the key defenders are the same. I think Fremantle, who got four small forwards, Switowski, Schultz, but uh, Fredericks and like Walters, he's How my favourite. he last week? And yeah. his best is he can win this game. if they. So I think if they put the heat on, because Collingwood's rebound second to none, like their ability to intercept, punch, and go. Like you've got Quainer, Maynard, Dacos. So the small forwards, and, and Longmuir said that all year, when our small forwards put real pressure on, we're a different team, we score more easily. Otherwise, they are conservative and controlling the ball from the back. So if they can get a front-half game and lock it in, I think they can get it done. I, they'll, they'll be coming with real confidence to Dockers, I've got no doubt. And don't underestimate the importance of Sukowski. They rate him so highly internally for that ability to apply pressure. He's a horror to play on. Yeah. He's very fast yeah. and just goes bloody bull to go. So these two have got some bullish thoughts about yeah. Fremantle. Are you confident Collingwood just play the way they've played for the last 13 weeks and get the job done? And not purely because I have my Collingwood hat on. I just think it'll come down and a lot of finals are. Who can do it and sustain it for long enough? And I think we've seen that Collingwood have the ability and when you talk about, oh, they keep winning games by a goal here or there or close games, that's because they're taking it to the wire. That's what finals are all well, about. Well, they're very balanced, aren't they, Daisy? Attack and defence, six and seven. The Dockers are like two defence and... Over the last, since around 15th, 15th attack. Yeah. So if the Pies can bring that pressure and relentless pressure, you can withstand it for so long, but at some point the damn wall breaks. And we know historically with Fremantle this season, when that damn wall breaks, it's not so much they get scored against really heavily. Their ball movement becomes safe and predictable. The Pies and will And when have up. they struggled, Daisy? 
Fremantle, first half, first quarter when they're heat, heat. and, they and ha- pressure because they overuse hands and they want to control it and they just don't cope with – as it opens up, they come to the And floor. you only have to look at that Bulldogs game. If the Bulldogs could have sustained it, obviously, for longer, there's yeah. a 40-point margin at halftime. That's damning. Joey, Joey Amos's game last week, I thought it was quite extraordinary for a guy in his second game of footy and who had missed time with a serious internal injury after his debut back in round eight. Yeah. Did he just lock him in even if Tabin is up and running? Yep, I think they're going to yeah, stick with Amos too. now. Yeah, I think yeah. you have to. I thought he kicked the two goals. He missed a sitter from in front, which didn't you know, sort of break his confidence. He was able to bounce back. He presents at the leg. He's a natural forward. I think he will a little bit. And uh, if they can get enough supply, Fremantle, they are absolutely a chance. But I think Collingwood will win and it'll be a close game. I think it'll be close again. I think absolutely this will be another Not close another game. another one. Yeah, I reckon it'll be another <laughs> one. And uh, I think the Pies get it done. So, Ross, your two tips for the two games? You're yeah, going- certainly. I'm, I'm going Melbourne. And uh, the purple. Melbourne and Fremantle, <laughs> Damo. Same, Melbourne, Fremantle. Melbourne Pies for me. Yeah, I think Melbourne and the Pies get it done, which will set up Melbourne-Geelong prelim final potentially, Ooh. and then the Pies will back, go back to the SCG. Hey, Rossi, loved your work today. Very yeah, thanks for the invite. You're more than welcome back nice next week. To, I'd love Weisel to be. can let you off work for an hour. Weisel, Mark Weisel, if you're listening. Just, um, we need him yeah, for an Mark, hour on I a Wednesday. I, I love the vibe. I'll be back if I can have the opportunity. Beautiful. Sounds good. Day, mate, you've got to get off to some more important meetings. Daisy, you've got a big afternoon It's got planned. a big meeting too, Daisy. Look at Daisy. <laughs> Where are you off to? What course? Uh, just a little goat track around the corner. Royal Melbourne. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, very good. Well, we won't hold you up any longer. This has been Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub, of course, on the Listener app. And you can search for the Midweek Rub on YouTube as well. And you can listen to both games this weekend live on Triple M and the Listener app starting Friday from 6pm, Melbourne and Brisbane at the MCG. Thanks for listening. Shut up! The foot is on Triple M! Triple M rocks footy.